This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Motes, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, SNR getting it in, man. Electric Factory, y'all know how we do. And as we told y'all going into break, man, we we're going to be joined by the man, the myth, the legend. I think he has theme music. In fact, when I when I when I do his intro, I think we have some music that yes. goes with him. Yes, we do. You ready? Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Good friend of the show, Mr. Brian Batco. Mr. Big Stuff, how we doing, baby? This is quickly becoming the highlight of my, definitely my Thursday, maybe even my entire week. When you guys break it down with your, you know, maybe add some beatboxing in there next week. Workshop it after the show. Hey, hey you know, we, we, we're going to practice one of these days. I just don't know <laughs> which day, but one of these days we will practice. But speaking of practicing, man, what you got on the injury front on your end, man? Can we start with the most important one by the name of uh, T.J. White? Man, what you hearing with him? Well, I think we need to start with this breaking news, guys. Uh, a Steelers defensive lineman uh, who was on IR is returning to practice today. They are opening his window to come back to the team. Like I said, a Steelers defensive lineman who was on IR, Carlos Davis. <laughs> oh, Yo, why you want to play like that? I was over here low key getting excited. Now. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I was like, it's Let's not Tyson. <laughs> I don't like you right now, Mister Backo. <laughs> window to return to the active roster. So some reinforcements for that D line, as everyone has been open for. Mister Backo, I'm slightly upset with you for playing with my emotions. What? What I, I'm just saying the, the way that you were leading on. Who else could he be talking you know, about? It, it, the, 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 the amount of uh, suspense around that player. You, you just really have my heart going one direction just to have it stepped on. Oh, man. Oh, man. But, hey, Carlos Davis, maybe he will uh, you know, be able to help in this, this run defense a little bit when he gets activated. They do have 21 days to, uh, to see what they're working with yeah. there. So. Uh, as for your boy T.J. Watt, you, know, you wanted to ask about, um, I, I, I don't know if they're going to have him this week, to be honest, Moats. I mean, it seemed a little bit more optimistic uh, when Tomlin spoke Tuesday than some of the national reports that had been out there. But uh, I'd, I'd be a little bit surprised, uh, especially based off of, you know, not just him uh, you know, being on the injury report yesterday, but hearing from D.C. Keith Butler this morning didn't sound uh, – didn't sound like he was going to have number 90, so that's kind of mm. the, what I'm working under here. Mr. Backo, it's been, a, it's been a weird year in terms of injuries for the Steelers already. Halfway through the season, they've dealt with a lot both on the injury front, both on the COVID front as well, too. Have you noticed this week, and I don't even know if this is something you can tangibly put your finger on, but has there been a maybe a buttoning up right or, or just a hey guys listen i know that last year we had all these you know very tight protocols very strict protocols 
this year we we you know those were kind of laxed a little bit everyone was given a little bit of a longer leash but all of a sudden Ben's on the COVID list Minka's on the COVID list this has become a real thing for our team this year is there any sense of maybe them tightening up some of those things to try and minimize you know it's one thing if you've got guys injured you know like TJ and, and some of the other things that have happened throughout the season Kevin Dotson we're all keeping an eye on too it's a whole other when you've got guys uh, on the COVID list as well too and we know that there's only so much you can do to mitigate those risks but does that feel like something that the Steelers are kind of getting back into trying to return to some of the protocol that we saw last year? Oh, I don't think so. I mean, I think the way that, that it's set up this year in the league, globally speaking, as Mike Tomlin would say, I mean, if, if you are having issues, you can go under the intensive protocols that you used last year, uh, that all 32 used, and I, I do think a couple teams have done that earlier this season, but uh, you know, the, you know, I don't think the Packers even did that a couple of weeks ago when they had Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Rodgers and a coach, maybe another player. Uh, and Mike Tomlin was asking if he was doing that uh, on Tuesday, and he basically said no. So uh, I think that's the whole point of why the league was incentivizing high vaccination rates uh, among the teams, and you know, we've, we've known for a while that the Steelers were near the top of that list, uh, and, and that's why I think you can. You can lean on that. You can fall back on that in terms of being able to feel good about uh, just continuing to adhere to the protocols that are in place. And uh, I don't think you need to change much in that regard. Otherwise, you would be, uh, you know, you'd be a little bit hypocritical in, in terms of what you ask a lot of the guys on this roster to do for the good of the team and for themselves to begin with. Now, sticking with that vein, though. Um... Have you heard any updates on Ben Roethlisberger's situation for this weekend? Since obviously, you know he's going to have to have the two positive, t- or excuse me, the two negative tests to be available. No, no updates right now. Other than you know Matt Canada told us this morning they're you know, doing Zoom meetings. He, he, as he pointed out, they had a whole year of practice with that uh, in 2020, <laughs> uh, so that they're they're pretty much back to status quo uh, as far as that. I mean, obviously the big difference is now it's one guy who has to do it as opposed to, to all of them, right? So, uh, no, no no movement on that front. Um, you know, I, I don't know when we would maybe hear something, but as we sit here on Thursday afternoon, uh, he's still on the list, and you know, the fact that he's not on the active roster, if people are confused, you also won't see him on the injury report until he's activated. So uh, this could be uh, taken up to the 11th hour here as, mm. the, as the fellas head out to L.A. Our buddy Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette with us here on the Steelers Blitz. He is a guy who certainly knows how to leave a tender moment alone, Mr. Backo. Uh, I want to get your take on Devin Bush. You know, I feel like we've, the three of us have discussed him going back to training camp and and even with the addition of Joe Schobert, especially what's this mean for Devin? Who wears the green dot? Who comes off the field? All these different conversations that we've been having about him all offseason, now into the season, evaluating his performance. Um... You know, Moats and I have admitted, <laughs> Mr. Backo, that at times you could even call us Devin Bush apologists. You know, we, we want the young man to be successful. The defense needs the young guy to be successful. It always helps, helps when you've got a, you know, a fellow 55 brethren in here. We're always, always going to give him a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt. And, and, and obviously coming off, of a ser- <laughs> coming off of a serious knee injury, you, I, I feel like it was only right to give him a little bit of time. But, but all of a sudden, that is feeling like it's – 
it's played out its course. You know, you're, you're halfway through this season. He's played now, I believe, 29 games in his NFL career. He's he's not a, a young guy anymore. He should start um, to, to have more experience, to be growing in that regard. What do you make of Devin Bush? There's certainly been some good this season at moments, but it just seems like he's struggling to really find that level uh, where, you know, where the Steelers would have to leave him on the field, where we all hoped that he could get after a solid rookie year. Uh, what do you, what's your take on, on what we've seen from number 55 here halfway through the season? Yeah, I mean, as you alluded to, I, I think some of the good earlier in the season was, you know, he cut down on, on the lapses in coverage that, that dogged him a bit in his rookie year. And, and I think he was doing better with that too before the injury last season. Uh, and then you know, that even reared its ugly head a little bit against the Lions, uh, a team that was desperate to get anything going through the air. Thought they targeted him a little bit and you know, got the one big play across the middle. Also got the defensive holding that, that wiped out a Minka interception. So there's just there's no way around it. It's, it's disappointing. Um, you know they need to keep challenging him. I think as a coaching staff, but also with a young guy who came in with so so much expectations and then dealt with. Uh, a significant injury. I think that's also a, there's also a delicate line to walk there in terms of challenging him versus wanting to keep his confidence up. Uh, you know that that's the key to any sport when you come into it, regardless of all the X's and O's and the physical and the skills. You got to have confidence to be able to do it at this level. And you know some of those some of those whiffs from him Sunday against the Lions just showed me a guy who uh, wasn't playing with a lot of confidence. Um, you know some of those efforts were were not what you want to see. You normally need that guy to be the basically the most intense player in your defense, right? Uh, he's not going to be the most cerebral on top of that, too. So uh, I, I wouldn't hate the coaching staff maybe sitting him down a little bit, kind of similar to how they did with Deontay Johnson. Um, you know, maybe you give Robert Spillane uh, a few more snaps. He's no savior. I know every time people bring him up, I say, Let's just look at that Browns wild card game when you know the, the Browns ran wild all over the field. It was blowing up Bush who was in there, so it's a tough situation. And you know the other part of it too that you know is a long way away, but is also coming up this offseason. You got to yep. make a decision on that that fifth year option. And you know as I sit here today, what do we do? We like to speculate and try to forecast things. Oh yeah, I don't know how the Steelers could justify doing it. I think you have to take a similar approach to to how you did last year or this year, I guess, with Terrell Edmonds and say, hey, we're not going to do it now. This isn't the end. And with a guy like Bush who went through an injury, I think that would hold even more weight to say, if you come back and you're a different guy, a better version of yourself in 2022, uh, then there could still be a future for you here. So a couple more questions for you, Mr. Brian Batko of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. With the injuries um, on the O-line right now, Kevin Dotson looks like he's dealing with a high ankle sprain, and obviously Trey Turner, we're going to see what he looks like as uh, practice continues to go on this week. How do you see this O-line looking on Sunday in terms of personnel? Who gets the nod? What movement do you think happens up there? I think it's it's just going to be a one-for-one swap in, in my mind. Uh, I think you're going to see an hour at left guard and we came in in a pinch last year, four games started at center, not guard for Marquise Pouncey, but uh, I think he's their top interior lineman. I, I think that was on display Sunday when he got a hat and DJ Finney didn't. Uh, I think they feel a little bit better about what Hassenauer can do in there at any of those three interior spots. And the fact that Kevin Dodson is, I think, most likely going to be down. Uh, I think Trey Turner will be back. If not, then you'd really be in a little bit of a pinch there. You've either got to roll out Finney or, or Joe Hague. So 
Uh, I think you're going to have Hasenauer at left guard, and I don't know what that's going to mean for Zach Banner. I suppose you can dress him again in this game. And, you know, I wonder if maybe the leash is getting shorter for the tackles, uh, you know, the, the more that this offense struggles to gel. And, uh, you know, maybe you will see Zach Banner in there if, if somebody really continues to falter. So uh, I think that's going to be it. Same five from left to right, with the exception of half an hour in there for Dotson and how long that's going to be. Uh, I guess it won't be more than three weeks or else you'd see 69 on IR. But uh, for now, and maybe another game, I think it's going to be half an hour in there. Mr. Backo, the Chargers defense, worst statistically in the NFL, the entire league against the run. You cut the tape on, and I think you can you can see that with the eyeball test as well, too. It's just a defense that's, that's struggling to stop the run right now and, and has for a few weeks. Even with a, a banged-up Steelers offensive line, does this feel like a week where uh, the team goes heavier, maybe more 12 personnel, and, and what has continued to feel like more and more opportunity, responsibility, touches for Najee Harris? Um, I don't know. I don't know that I'm ready to go there. I mean, I, I think that you know this, this team's identity is what it is, but uh, other teams know that too, right? I mean, the Lions do that, and that's why you you know you talk about that red zone goal line sequence there in the second half that everybody I think hated with the, the three throws from the five, and, and of course everybody wants to see 22 get a touch. In, in any of those situations, uh, you know, let, let alone all three. So um, that, that's all well and good to know that that's your strength on paper, but other teams know that too. And, and the Chargers know that they're going through it right now, defending the run. So you got to think that you factor both of those in. That's going to be the emphasis from them this week in practice and even in the game plan. I mean, talking to Dan Campbell after that game last week, it was you know kind of stark to hear him be asked how much did it change things for you guys when it went from Ben to Mason, and he said really not much because we were focused on uh, knowing that this offense runs through Najee Harris and we had to shut him down. And, you know, they didn't do that. He still got over 100, but, uh, you know, they, they did enough to get out of stadium with a tie. So I don't think it's as easy as just, hey, the Chargers are bad on paper against mm-hmm. the run. So are the Lions uh, and the Steelers have good players. Uh, in, in that regard. So, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have to be able to make some plays through the air, whether it's Rudolph or Roethlisberger. Uh, throws are going to need to be made against, I think, a pretty good defensive coaching staff led by Brandon Staley. All right, Mr. Brian Backo. Time for me to put on my big J journalist hat. <laughs> Time for me to ask you the tough, hard question here. Whew, make you feel a little uncomfortable. Put your feet to the fire. Okay? Are you ready for this, Mr. Backo? We all took the L last week. All right, score prediction. How you got it going, man? Um, I think it's going to be close. You know, last I saw, Chargers minus six. I just can't. I can't go Steelers when I don't think they're going to have their best defenses back. Maybe their second best one too, and, and Joe Hayden and their best at, you know, their best player overall at edge rusher and TJ Watts. But I think Mike Tomlin will do enough here to get them to at least cover this one so i'm gonna go chargers 24 Steelers 20 mm, okay okay 24 okay. to 20 okay but what does this team do guys when everything logically tells you they're gonna win or lose they do the opposite, opposite yeah it is true it's a very good point i would agree with that it's a very good point we all took the l last the NFL week at large yeah. yeah especially these last couple weeks right i mean the lions are gonna go beat the browns this weekend 
We all in on that. I might, I might throw ten dollars on the money line. I mean, on they that. tied us, so yeah, that's who. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess I did take the L last week because I had uh, I had Lions pushing on that line, and well, the game was a push, but uh, the result in Vegas. Was, Wait, was hold on, Backo. No, Backo, you you actually got a W last week. He did. I did. Wait, no, hold on. Did I get in at eight and a half. Did I get that line at eight and a half? No, you got it at nine. You got it at nine. Oh, oh yeah, we're we're safe then. Huh? I said Steelers by but, eight. That's the thing, though, is he covered technically, but he, I think you got to get both to get the W. You got to pick the right team and cover. I would agree. Yeah, I don't know, actually, what? now that I'm thinking this out. We're going to have to hash this well, out later on. Anywhere would get a win. <laughs> there's no, no right team to pick unless you said they were going to tie. That's a fair point. Well, fair then point. if you never said they were going to tie, then you couldn't have won. Oh, we got to get the jury on this one. All right, yeah. let us know on Twitter where Thrash says that Brian Backo's fired after pulling those two shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> But, Mr. Backo, man, we appreciate you as always, man. Got to do this again next week. Sound good? Appreciate it. Appreciate all the listeners, too. Whether you have my back or not, I think so. Thanks, buddy. Pleasure as always. Oh, good. Mr. Brian Backer right there, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, good friend of the show. He does not do cap, and he certainly has not changed his phone number now, since the seventh he grade. Doesn't. He's a guy who knows how to leave a tender moment alone, you know? Mozi, I got a question for you though. Well, I guess I would have to answer about about something that that he brought up there. But first, I have to. I have a quick observation here. Mm-hmm. It's a nice wardrobe choice by you today. Oh, okay, yeah. You got the Nolak shirt on, uh-huh. right? Pittsburgh-based clothing company. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it while we're listening. To, like while we're listening okay. to Backo, I'm staring at your T-shirt. Yeah. Nolak. Uh huh. No, L.A. Chargers. Okay. You see what I'm saying there? N O L A C. Your T-shirt says. You. Yeah. I get what you're saying. It's, you're uh-huh. saying no Los Angeles Chargers. I'm definitely you're, not saying that. You're wearing that today in support of the Steelers. No, I've lack. never said no that. No Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, yeah. What do we call those things? Reach. Yeah. Oh, so you're saying you yeah. are pulling for the Chargers? Is what you're telling? I mean, I ain't never backed away from that at the beginning of the season. You could, <laughs> you could have asked me that when the schedule came out. That won't go change. <laughs> What? <laughs> no L.A. Chargers yeah. here on the show today. Except for we're talking a lot about the L.A. Chargers. Shoot, I was doing my lights Thursday. out dance when I woke up this morning. What y'all talking about, man? Oh. <laughs> Wait, those are the San Diego days, though. That don't count. Shoot, why, why don't? Once a charge, always a charge, baby. Stayed in San Diego. Uh-huh. Motsi, the, uh, the thing that Mr. Backo brought up there that I don't know if we talked about this earlier in the week that I would be interested to get your take on. Mm-hmm. The Devin Bush extension. Yeah, I mean he's he is these these last uh, what, eight games, mm-hmm. eight games, are, I mean that's a pretty serious audition for him. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. But um, he's in the driver's seat. He hasn't done enough to make you say hard no just yet. But he hasn't done enough to make you say hard yes. I think right now, you have the intrigue. You can see the flash, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you have a lot of underperformance, a lot of underwhelming moments. Mm. And I think that's why we are currently here where we are right now, where we're not ready to say bench him completely, but it's more so, okay, if we bench him for a little bit, does that light a fire in him to get him to come back? So we clearly, we haven't given up on him just yet, but this is self-inflicted. But the beauty is, even though he's put himself in this position with, you know, in regards to his performance, he can control that. These next eight games, he goes out there and does what he needs to do. He goes out there and not even necessarily playing out of his mind, but just play consistent make the plays that you are supposed to make consistently make the tackles you're supposed to make don't look don't look lost it's certain things it's kind of like if you just do the bare minimum of what your requirement is they're willing to pick up your option 
They are. You just got to give them reason. But you got to give them a reason. And right now, you're working against yourself, so to speak, because you haven't been the most consistent. Your reads haven't been the best. Your tackling at times has been very JV-like. And those are some of the things that, I mean, it's not foreign to him. It's not anything that I'm saying right now that I wouldn't have said to him or that he doesn't say to himself because you don't get to this level without being critical of your performances. You don't get to this level without being aware of what you're doing well and what you're struggling with. So he knows these things also. But for him, if he wants to get that option picked up, he's really going to have to put a strong case in these last eight games. Oh, absolutely. He has to. To, to. to solidify that because the money is the money that's associated with the fifth-year option is too high. Especially for, for where he was drafted for a at. Top 10, a top 10, 10 pick, pick for yeah. what the productivity for for the productivity that we've gotten from him. Those two things they just don't work together like that. They are what we call not mutually exclusive, they okay? Are not mutually they are exclusive. not mutually exclusive. We're not picking up this option which you'll play like that. Can't happen. That's not the duality, yeah, man. That, that that can't happen. So, he understands that and you got to think he's in a locker room with guys who have been through this, guys who are currently going through it. Terrell Edmonds, Edmonds just did. Yeah. To me, I'm looking at Terrell Edmonds. I'm saying, man, you're responding the way you're supposed to respond. You're playing well. You're making the plays you're supposed to make. You haven't over-exceeded or done anything out of this world, kind of right. like how Bud did right. his last year. But it's like Edmonds is still playing well enough that I'm sure this team is going to come and try to do business with him this offseason. But with Bush right now, it's like, man, you got to step it up. Not saying they're going to cut you. No. but. In terms of them picking up that but, option or not, that that's a significant investment to you. That's a significant pay raise yes, for the young man as well, Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that, to me, there's a, uh, there always is in every season. There's a lot of storylines for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you and I talked a lot about how it felt like coming into this year where you could kind of follow that. It felt like a lot of guys on the offensive line were auditioning. You know, obviously they need to get the job done this year. But they are auditioning for their future with the Steelers. We felt like there were a lot of guys in the secondary, Edmonds, Sutton, maybe even Joe Hayden, um, who were who were kind of doing the same. I think you can throw Devin Bush into that equation. I I, I certainly do. It it is it's eight games here, um, for potentially his Steelers future. Like Moat said, I don't. They're not going to cut him. He's going to be on the roster next year. But that that fifth year extension um, is a big indicator of how they feel about him. And like I said, too nice. Uh, Nice little pay raise as well, too, certainly. Mm-hmm. That never that never hurt anybody, Arthur Butts. Well, and, and the thing is, <clears throat> you never know what motivates people. Some people are motivated by the pay raise. Some people are just motivated by being a starter. Some guys are motivated by Pro Bowls, all pros. So, like, we don't know what his motivation is. Right. But if it is money, there is a significant, significant increase in pay by that way. If you're motivated by Pro Bowls and accolades, well, hey, guess what? If you play well like you're supposed to these last eight games – Hey, Pro Bowl just started, baby. Now you got some, you got some catching up to do. You will have some catching up to do. But we know how people are. I mean, it's what have you done for me lately? Yeah. So you go out here these last eight games and you put together a crazy case. Well, guess what? People gonna vote for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you play for one of the more marquee franchises in the NFL in terms of fan support with votes. So whatever he's motivated by, everything is still on the table, and it all points back to him doing his job at a higher level going forward. You're absolutely right. That's what it all comes down to. And, you know, uh, there was some, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Some commotion raised, maybe, mm-hmm. earlier in this week, right? Uh, Mike Tomlin was at a, I don't know if it was a dinner or a luncheon, where Devin Bush was being honored. And, and and Mike Tomlin said a lot of really nice things about Devin Bush. And I think some people were like, oh, well, you know, how can Mike Tomlin say all these things when he's been sure? Listen, 
Mike Tomlin wasn't about to go to a luncheon where Devin Bush was being – he was being honored for his perseverance from returning from injury last year, right? It was one of those Pittsburgh-based awards that they give to guys for overcoming injuries and things of that nature, and it was Devin Bush's uh, award to win this year. That he won this year, I should say. Mike Tomlin was there. Mike Tomlin said some nice things about Devin Bush, how he works hard, how he loves football, and I think some Steelers fans lost their minds. He's at a luncheon for Devin Bush. Mm -hmm. What do you want him to say in that moment? Ah, he's underperformed and we're really dis... It's not a press conference. It's not a contract negotiation. It's a luncheon honoring Devin Bush's perseverance to come back from injury by an organization in Pittsburgh. But I also don't think Mike Tomlin just made those things up. Like, if he says that Devin Bush is a football junkie, I believe him. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I think that there is these eight games. You know, I was listening. Cam Hayward was on the DVE morning show, as he does just about every single week, Motsi. Cam Hayward said, you know, we got eight games left. That's like a whole season when you're in high school. <laughs> it's, it's, when you put it that way, there's there's a lot of ball left to be played. Important football, yeah. too. No, without a doubt, games. man. Like, when we tell you, man, they control their destiny, the Steelers team. And that's why you never get too high or too low on a team early in the season or even at the midway point because right now you think about just this matchup for example we started out what one and three they started out was it four and one or three and one at one point and now look where we're at roster wise or in record wise I mean it's one of those things that in the NFL man you do have a lot of time because of how long the season is just that these games they matter so much so you can stay in the conversation for a long time whereas like when we talk college while you lose two games I mean it's over you know you're not you're not competing for a natty NFL, man, you can lose seven, eight games right now. Correct. And still realistically be in the, in the conversation. Moats, just like this time last year, everyone's starting to write off the Buccaneers. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's starting to write off the Bucks, just like and, they and, were and, this time last year. And more so right now, they're not even healthy. And that's the part for me where I'm like, if I'm a Bucks fan, I'm not concerned with that. Because as soon as A.B. and Grunt comes back, that changes everything for them offensively. A whole man. lot of football left to be played. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're right. It's, it's not college football where – you know, if you're Oklahoma and you just lost to Baylor, you think you're season. Oh, yeah. We're not going to the playoff now. Absolutely. There there could be a 9-8 and eight team feasibly in the AFC that's going to make the playoffs. There will be a 9-8 and eight team in the there NFC. There will be. The yes. NFC is going to look – those first four or five seeds are going to look real good in the NFC. And yeah. then after that, it's, it's going to yeah. be a drop-off. The AFC is going to be a tight race. I mean, we know this. We, Motes and I have mentioned this a few times. Last year, there was a 10-win team that didn't make it in the AFC, mm-hmm. and that was before they added the extra game. But it's always a year-to-year thing. Eight games is—it's—I it's, mean, that's a—that's a large sample size in the game of football, particularly in the NFL. Now, a lot to play for out there still, Motsi, for sure. I—I—I I, I would like to see Devin Bush. Uh, listen, I'm not as—I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not as optimistic as I was on on Young Fifty Five coming into the season. I think I would just be lying if I said that I was. But I'm also—I also haven't completely given up just yet. I—I want to see alive, man. I want to want to see these last eight games. Before we do any, uh, you know, before we bang the gavel and, and render well, any final judgments. I'm not even going to lie. I'm going to always, I'm super biased just because he has the 55, 55 one as well. So, you know, I have to stay loyal. I have to, have to, I'm going to probably be the last one on the Devin Bush train just because he got the 55 and he plays linebacker. And I happen to like him. At least you be, you hey, know? you're being honest. You're being transparent. Yeah. I mean, it's certain players. I'll tell you, I'm like, yeah, I'm biased towards this person. So, yeah, whatever I say, to, hey, it's going to have some facts, but a lot of it's going to be uh, just me wanting this to happen. I'm going to speak it into fruition, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it happens like that sometimes, man. Ooh, but yeah. with that being said, man, it is about time that we pay our last bill for the day. Ah. Okay? But when we come back, we're going to get everything on the table. Tweets, 
Okay, reactions to whether it was the Brian Backo interview, whether we're, you know, you got your three things that you like and don't like about the L.A. Chargers. We'll be reading those off also. <sighs> but either way, it's going Sounds to like be. Sounds like a busy segment. I it's it's, it's going to be fun. And, 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 song, and, and I was going to say, I heard someone in the back warming up the vocals. They were warming them up. La, 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 la. I know. I, I heard somebody beatboxing. Boom. Here we go. Okay, okay, okay. Ah. Okay, so when we get back, man, we will be singing as well. So make sure you get those tweets in, man. Last chance to forever hold your peace. And don't forget score predictions also. Don't think oh, we yeah. forgot about that we'll too, player. we giving our score predictions? Got to get your score predictions because it's the last show before the game. So, yeah, we're going to need to know where everybody stands because otherwise – Y'all going to be trying to come in here and be, oh, yeah, I told you that they was going to win on Monday. I told you that was my score prediction. No, you didn't because you ain't tweeted. So we just want receipts because we petty today, all right? So with that being said, get all those tweets in, all those comments in at TheBody52. TheBody. At Wesley Euler. The good hand. And we will holler at you on the other side. This is Euler Motes on SNR.